Hi there, my name is Angela and I am a lawyer. When I came to Caris, I loved God. I was pursuing his things, but I didn't fully understand who he was. Caris has helped me understand my identity and my authority. Now I can step out in boldness and with power as a child of God. My name is Marvin. I'm a graphics designer. When I joined Caris Bible College, I was a drug addict. Four months down the road, having sat under the word, I was totally set free from all the addictions and the desires, and I am now entirely delivered. Be a part of those who testify. Enroll to Caris Bible College in this 2024 intake. Your life will be transformed, built into a leader ready to change the world. Apply online at karisuganda.net or visit us at Park Royal Mall, 6th floor, along Buganda Road, Kampala. For more inquiries, please call us on 0200-330-000. Join Caris Bible College. Join Caris Bible College. Come on to Caris. Caris Bible College, transforming lives, training leaders, and changing the world. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 55 years of ministry. I grew up with the knowledge of God and the presence of God, but I knew I needed to know Him better. I've always thought of God as a harsh father. His teachings just really brought me back to, you know, knowing who God is and recognizing it. And now, here's Andrew. Most Christians are poured into the mold of this world. They can watch ungodliness on television. They will watch things that I guarantee you your parents would have slapped your hand when you were a kid if you would have watched these kind of things. Because it's ungodly. And yet today there are Christians that can watch that and they just are poured into that mold. They embrace the same values. They, they use the same things for entertainment that the ungodly use and wonder why they don't get godly results. You take in all of the sewage of the world and yet you want the purity of the gospel. To flow out through you. Doesn't work that way. Garbage in, garbage out. I tell you, we need to take a stand. We need to say that things are right and wrong. And if you don't, you're violating your conscience. Let me use these verses over in uh, 1 John chapter 3. Agambe mwenye lukumi no munaana ntiyabana abato. Mwlemengo kwa galanga mubigambo ne mulimi. Wabula mchikorua ne mumazima. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Kuchino kwa tunategelida nga ntituli ba mazima 
You know, most people just read through this and don't think about it, but why would you have to assure your hearts? That you are the truth. If you were truly operating in the truth, if you were doing the right thing, wouldn't you just automatically know it? Well, the answer to that is no. Did you know that you have to operate in faith? And when you are taking a stand on the truth, you have to assure yourself. It's not just like if you're doing the right thing, there will automatically be no doubt. We live in a fallen world and they are going to come against you every time you stand up and you have to assure your hearts before him. And then the next verse, it says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. This is talking about that your heart, your conscience, can condemn you when there really shouldn't be any condemnation. You know, I was raised in a religious system that took the conscience and just amplified it and they made us feel guilty over things that you weren't even supposed to feel guilty over. I remember that when I was a kid, I'd see some word of profanity scrabbled in a, you know, on the stall in a, a public restroom or something. And I'd feel guilty for a week or two about it. I'm not the one that wrote it. I'd feel guilty just because that word even came to my mind. That's, that's abnormal. That's not the way. I was condemned over things that I shouldn't have even been condemned over. I used to have a dream when I was a little kid that I had smoked a cigarette. Praise God, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I used to have nightmares once or twice a year. That I had smoked a cigarette and I got arrested and the and the cops turned me over to my mother and my mother was giving me a whooping and i mean i used to have dreams about smoking a cigarette ha ne police 
Polisi nyo ndi yoki mama wange. Mama wange nari yoka nkala kate mboko. Ezita alintono. Mkukakasa. Na inange chiroto ichibiroto bino. Ibiokubanga nyuanga sigari chiro. Just dreaming about it, I'd get condemned. Niolaba, okuroto bulu singa nyuende sigari. Banango mutima guange nga gunsali romsango. That was my conscience, and my conscience was condemning me because of the religious upbringing that I had. E, gwari mutima guange, we gwari ugeza kukunsali romsango. Uruokuban dini jinalina kulida muntu papa tuwebali batu yigiriza. When it shouldn't have been condemning me. Nenga ate, chaite chisani na mutima guange kukunsali ya msango, urokubanga ando senga nyuende sigara. And this is saying that if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. In other words, your heart can condemn you when it's not God doing it. God's not the one who's doing that. Your conscience can be magnified, amplified. It is a factor. You can't ignore your conscience. You have to deal with it, but you also need to get it to where it's functioning properly, and religion will mess up your conscience big time. And so if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And this is what we need is to get to a place where our heart doesn't condemn us. And we have confidence towards God. Let me read this passage out of Hebrews chapter 10. It says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. So this is saying that when we approach God, it says that we have to approach Him through the veil, that is to say the flesh of Christ. Well, there's a lot of symbolism that goes back to the Old Testament temple and tabernacle hilbert. There was a veil that separated the holy of holies. 
where God dwelt from the holy place where the priest ministered all of the time. And you could not enter past that veil into the very presence of God except once a year. And the high priest was the only one allowed in and he had to go through a cleansing. And do everything just right. And Josephus, a first century historian, uh, who wrote about the Jews, uh, wrote a history of the Jews for the Romans. He said that they actually tied a rope around the high priest's ankle. Because if he went in past the veil into the presence of God, and if he hadn't purified himself properly, God would strike him dead. And nobody could go in and get him. So they had this rope around his ankle in case he got struck dead. They could just drag the body out. You couldn't enter into the presence of God under the old covenant. But when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was rent in two. Because that veil symbolized Jesus. You couldn't go into the presence of God without going through Jesus. And when Jesus died, his body was broken for us. The veil of the temple was rent in two from the top to the bottom so that you could enter directly into the presence of God. And that's what this is talking about. And it says that as you enter into this presence of the Lord, it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Did you know your conscience convicts you of sin. It shows you that this is right and this is wrong. And there is a purpose for that. 
That's what I've been talking about all week long. We need a conscience. But after you get born again, did you know your conscience doesn't automatically get born again? Your conscience will still show you every time you're wrong. Every time you do something wrong, and it will condemn you. So once you get born again, your conscience is necessary to show you your need for salvation. So that you'll call out to God for salvation. But once you come to Jesus, your conscience will still condemn you when you fail to be the person that you're supposed to be. And you need to be able to purge that conscience from dead works. That's what it says over here in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So the conscience has a purpose. Especially for an unbeliever. But once you get born again, you now need to come before God with no more conscience of sin. And that's what it says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 2. Your conscience should not be condemning you as a New Testament believer. And the only way you can do that is to purge it through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died for all of your sins, past, present, and even the sins that you haven't committed yet. And when you come before God, you can't come in saying, Oh God, I'm so unworthy. When you do that, one of two things. Either you aren't born again. And that's the reason that you're unworthy. Or if you have been born again, you haven't purged your conscience. And you are approaching God in your flesh instead of approaching Him in spirit. Now, 
Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you're going to truly connect with God, you've got to worship Him in spirit. So when you come before God talking about, Oh God, I'm so unworthy. God, I failed you. And God, I don't deserve anything. You either aren't born again or if you've received salvation, you aren't approaching God on the basis of what Jesus did. You're still approaching Him on, on the basis of what you've done. That's what the Bible calls the flesh. And you must worship God in spirit and in truth. So when you come before God, you need to purge your conscience. From a dead work. And the way you do that is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Saying, Father, thank you that even though in my flesh, in myself, I'm not worthy. Through Jesus, I am now worthy to enter into your presence. Not because of what I've done, but because of what's done for me. And I have put my faith in Jesus. And I have now been made the righteousness of God in Him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For He, God, made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be made sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. If you come before God as a Christian, as a true born again believer, and if you say, Oh God, I, there's no unrighteous, there's no righteousness in me, I'm just unrighteous. Then you aren't taking advantage of what Jesus did. You've been made the righteousness of God in your spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, Jesus is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Because 
okutuukirizibwa era nokununulibwa Jesus is now your righteousness so for you to come before God and say, I'm so unrighteous. You either aren't born again or you aren't taking advantage of your salvation. You need to purge your conscience. I have proof. I am convinced beyond reasonable doubt that God loves me and because he loves me and he also loves you, there's absolutely nothing he won't do for you. You don't have to arm twist God. He loves you immensely, more than you love yourself, and he will fulfill his promises to you. So I just want to encourage you, sign up for Caris Bible College. If you're struggling to read your Bible, to do ministry, to, to excel in life, to just be happy in life, Caris is the place for you. There are so many programs, hybrid, full-time, correspondence, it just works for youth man this is just the best best bible college and i promise you your life will not be the same again god bless you so much and see you at caris Wow, what can I say about Caris? It's been an amazing journey. Before I came to Caris, I was a drug addict. Straight out of campus, I was just from rehab. I was broke. My families, my relationships were broken. But when I got to know who God was, and when I got to know how much God loved me, it really changed my life. And that is something I got to know at Caris. So I would like to encourage you today, enroll right now. Enroll today, and let me tell you, God is going to bless you abundantly. Wabale kuuliza program ya fe ya Gospel Truth ne Andrew Womack. Nzikiriza nti oweredwa omukisa. Obango lino obujulizi, obango lino okwebuza konna. Sina chindi nga weta go muntu yenna okusaba nawe ku nsonga yonna. Tukubira ku simu eno wa manga 0200370000. Ngambie 0200 Oba tuchalile kumakaga fe agasangwa ku Park Royal Mall omairo kwa mukaga ku Buganda Road ekizimbe ekiri okulinana watoto church oba senana supermarket owereddwa nyo omukisa